This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we celebrate Trans Visibility Day and ask, are we simply tolerant of people's differences or have we graduated to acceptance yet? We ask for trigger warnings and review what the internet taught us about domestic violence. Also, as sexually liberated womanist race nerds, how can we give little girls and femmes the tools to freedom without enduring the trauma we went through to get here? Is it even possible? It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Find you some uh-huh. new hello songs. I know this is that one, Erica Badu, and I'm sorry. kind of tired of those. Sorry, and I didn't grow up in a what's his uh, name? What, um, Lionel Richie? Is that I didn't grow is? up in a Lionel Richie house. He okay. aligned himself with whiteness too much, this so he true. wasn't in my house. This is true. So I hear you saying that. And I think sorry. of my mom. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. His wife beat his ass. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's well, that was the message in my house too. But I did watch a lot of TV, and that song was either a part of one of those compilation songs, mm-hmm. like one of those compilation CDs or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure. That's it why was. it's in my head. So let's tell them where they're at. Oh, are we doing this already? I, I, we're, it was that was good. So I figured we keep it. Okay, go it. It's great. Okay. Well, how are you? I'm great. Good. All right. Cool. Welcome, Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Jay. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen and Jay. Alright. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag. Yep. Hashtag Tea with QJ. You can use that on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. And what we do is we just follow the hashtag and we like things. We retweet things. We have conversations with you yep. there. All that good um, stuff. Y'all can talk to each other there. You can find other tea listeners. It's a really cool place. That's right. Lots of community. You like that better? Instead of what? Tea community? A little bit. But community you know, with a tea. To change on my, on my account. Tea community is fun. I love tea community. Okay. <laughs> um, also, we are recording at the Indie Creative Network Studios. That is ICN.DJ on the interwebs. They update new content every hour on that website for us, by us, black creators. Um, there are podcasts uploaded. Yeah. There are articles on there. There's a YouTube-like video type content content or whatever on there all type of good shit please be sure to check out icn.dj you can also book a session um if you need a place to record your podcast you can schedule to do that also there is a patreon that you can help to support the building of this black business so be sure to go to icn.dj for all of your black ass creative needs word seriously true that so let's get into Libations. Libations. So, so libations are when we give our love and shout outs to the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass joy. Mm-hmm. It's when we pour one out for the homies, yeah. for the ancestors, mm-hmm. for all the things that are feeding our spirits. Love my spirit fed. Okay. <laughs> Did you have a libation? Um, I just want to pour libations to us. Okay, I like um, that. Um, this has been a great start to the 2018 yes. for Tea with Queen and Jay. Facts. We are grinding. We are doing things. We are figuring out how to have a full time ass job with a podcast mm-hmm. and also have a full time ass job, um, with the man. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it. Okay, and we're doing. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not figuring out how to do this. Yes, with a you man. are. You are. You're figuring out your job. You are. Not with a man though. 
No, the man. Oh, the and, man. Yeah. That was not clear. Not I, a I, man. I thought you said a man. I was like, what are we talking about <laughs> no, here? No, the man. The man. Yes, yes, that's true. That is really true. We yeah. are navigating that shit. And it's, it's weird. Um, this podcast it's is, our is our part of our black joy. Absolutely. So, yes, libations. I like us. that libations. Yes. Um, you have any libations? I do. In keeping with uh, libating ourselves, I want to libate other black people and black other black, black podcasts actually um as everybody knows we have pod and live nyc podcast meetup coming up and that's happening on april 21st saturday april 21st at von bar in new york city starting at 4 p.m come through meet other podcasters um share in celebrating our voices yep. we will leave the, it's a free event yes, uh, all is. about us gathering and connecting and getting together and being together it's about community, mm-hmm. you know? And so I wanted to also libate, and like I said, we'll keep the link to that in the show notes, but I wanted to also pour libations for other black podcasts who have decided to do meetups or who have decided to do conferences or parties or whatever to kind of celebrate our voice. I think that within the podcast space, a lot of voices of color get drowned out, yes. especially voices of color that don't sound like we're on NPR yep. or some sort of established radio network voice that fit outside of those white approved constructs are often mm-hmm. get drowned out. I wanted to pour libations for We the Culture Conference, the Age of the Digital Griot podcast conference that we'll be joining on April 27th and 28th there in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. We're going to leave the link to that also in the show notes. I want to give libations to Podpalooza. That's happening in Vegas that same weekend, April 27th. You can Google that, but they're doing this whole thing. I think it's Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts podcast that put Mm -hmm. that whole thing together. So libations to them and everybody else participating in that. There's some other shit going on this summer. A bunch of podcasts coming together in New York. I think they're doing a cookout or something. So Uh be on the lookout for that. Libations to them. And then lastly, there is a pod connection. If you check out that hashtag, I believe you can find that. That's happening in ATL in October. So these are all like black-led, black-run events in the name of unifying black podcasters. So I wanted to make sure that we poured proper libations for them and their efforts and the black joy that they are creating. I like that. That was a great libation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When people were have been linking um, other podcasts to our pod and live, a lot of them were like, oh, that's the weekend before Vegas. Da-da-da-da, Vegas. Uh I'm like, what the fuck is going on in Vegas? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, we knew about this. Yeah, it's this, that was the one. Yes, yeah. that we were like, we're not going to Vegas. We, <laughs> <laughs> like, are you flying us out? Right, what's, right. What's happening? Yeah, it's just like really just a matter of like time and resources that we couldn't go. But um, but no, that's so that's super exciting. So I definitely wanted to pour libations for that and everybody who is involved in that. While we are here and talking about community, I wanted to highlight the podcast that are coordinating with us on Pod and Live NYC. Um, once again, that's happening in. New York on April 21st at 4 p.m. And we are participating with Queer Walk Podcast, our homies, uh, Inner Ho Uprising, Bag Ladies, The Fan Bros Show, The Official Street Podcast, He-Man Woman Haters Club Podcast, Brunch and Budget, Carefree Carefree Black Girl, and The Perfect Cast. So again, be sure to RSVP. If you're somebody who's just interested in podcasting, come through. If you're somebody who wants to start a podcast, if you have a podcast, Come come through, invite your listeners. It's just about community, connecting, sharing yeah. information. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of 
Um, I hate the word networking, but a lot of networking happened at last year's event. And, mm-hmm. and again, that is just another word for building community. Yeah, so, so let's say community building for now on. Um, Since we hate networking so much. I try to. I try to. But networking sneaks in there. Because you've been conditioned. <laughs> You're right. Even my conditioning <laughs> has been conditioned. conditioned. Oh, God. The well, man that's has great. programmed my conditioning. That's great. I like that. Even if you are just thinking about starting a podcast, come. Um, you will meet other people. Like when we were there last year, when we did it last year, we mm-hmm. met people who had just began. So we were giving them tips. Like it's a, it's yes. a great that's the place whole, to be. That's the whole purpose yeah. and the whole point of this event. Yeah, totally. Yes, libations, done. Now let's get into donations. If you would like mm-hmm. to donate to this podcast to help sustain this podcast and help with the progress of this podcast, you can do that by going to twithqueenandj.com hitting the donation tab and when you get there you will have two options because we are option given bitches you can click our paypal at paypal you can put in however much you want that's a one-time thing you could come back and do that more than once but it's just a one-time a thing out of your account and then we have our patreon and patreon is where we ask our listeners to give us two dollars two dollars only two dollars that's 24 dollars a year and that is something that is a subscription service so you get money coming out of your account however much you pledge every month you could do it more or less than two dollars but we're just asking for two dollars that's it um and that's how you can donate to Mm -hmm. help us keep this shit going speaking of donations mm-hmm. um i have some donation libations go, go get for into people it. who have given us guacamole get into it so we got a bunch of um we got a few paypal donations so libations to adrian for your paypal donation Thanks, thank you so adrian. much we i've never met you. you but i feel like i know you oh that's cool <laughs> that's the homie from undergrad yeah. so thank you so much adrian we appreciate your donation we got money from jolissa and jolissa says shame on me for taking so long to donate paying up for the year because i need you in my life it's time to pay black women keep up the amazing job thank, thank you, you so much jolissa we appreciate you and um, we got money also from Vanessa. And Vanessa says, thank you for your podcast. Thank you, Vanessa. We appreciate that. All of your donations mean a lot to us. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Because I don't know, but I see your note. I thought it was going to be something long. Oh, <laughs> you like, that's true. I just like, want to... Uh, I want to make sure I read whatever people oh, say, okay. even if it's a tiny bit. Um, so thank you all for hitting us on the PayPal. We also got Patreon subscribers this week. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, JC. JC actually upped their pledge. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, Brittany, who upped their pledge. Courtney, Gina, Trina, Christy. And then Dana actually um, pledged to us a few weeks ago and we mentioned it, but they actually gave us a large pledge mm-hmm. so that's like a large monthly pl- pledge so we really do appreciate that and we don't take that lightly so i wanted At to all. give another libation to dana for that so thank you all so much to everybody who's donated also because we're doing this pot and live nyc and the tickets the, for the rsvp is free to attend we also have a donation link there so thank you so much nicole for um giving a donation on our event right we yep. really do appreciate that and it helps to keep events like this free yep. you know yeah. so as accessible as we possibly can yep. um, make them be that's the point of all of this excessive motherfucking ability yo word yo we, That's important. we be doing some shit we do we doing some shit we're, we're very special oh yeah y'all still be trying to fuck with us but we won't get into all of that we won't get into we'll that. just get into the show we'll get into the show you ready
And we're back. We didn't really go anywhere, but okay. Well, there's, well you're right. <laughs> um, so what are your pronouns? She and her. Okay. And what are your pronouns? My pronouns are also she and her. Okay. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming for myself that I'm a bad bitch. Yes. I'm affirming that I am enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm affirming that it is okay for my room to be messy for a whole week. I like it's that. It's been garbage for a whole week. I like and that. it's like, you know what? It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. All right. So I affirm that I can sleep in a messy room. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that affirmation. Yeah. I like that because I've been living in squalor <laughs> since the last time that you were at my home. I've just been just living. There's little, like, I, I was unbraiding my hair, so there's little balls of naps on the floor. <laughs> It's greased, oiled napkins on the floor because of the castor oil I was putting in my oh hair. Gosh. There's fucking empty water bottles all over the place. It's a war zone. I have water bottles. I threw them away. This morning, I threw away the stuff that I was like, okay, this yeah. needs to not be in um, That's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to like so neaten up tonight and try and like get my mind right. But it's like been a lot going on with mm-hmm. me. And so I've been coming home and my mom has my dog Hennessy. So I haven't had that like to do and i haven't had her to cuddle with so yeah. i really just been coming home and throwing myself on the couch <laughs> and just dragging my way through oh the rest God. of life but I i'm just, gonna clean up tonight i've though. been making sure xena has a little section in the bedroom xena's mm-hmm. my cat if you're a new listener and i just have to make sure that's clean because mm-hmm. he does not like when his little section of the room is not yeah clean. he doesn't mm-hmm. he don't like that shit. right 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 so his little area is that's clean. nice um, that's but nice. everything around that shit yeah, yeah. there's wax on my floor that's intense <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get to it. Okay. I like those affirmations. I'm also going to affirm that I am enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to affirm that it is okay that I have been living in squalor. I'm going to affirm that I'm going to clean up tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to affirm those things. Um, And as always, I would like to affirm that I am not a lady. I also want to mention, we talked about that in depth last week. We had a listener. girl thing? Yes, about um, if I'm not a lady, can I still be a girl? And all that whole dialogue. If you want to listen back to episode 147, you can do that to kind of hear what that exchange was about. Um, The person who wrote in that letter actually apologized later on because they didn't mean to offend. And it was an actual, did you read it? Yeah, yeah, it was an actual like apology. You know yeah. how some people they send you like a pretend apology. It's not, but it was an actual like whole ass, full ass yeah. apology and kind of explanation on like where they intended to come from um, and their experience and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much. I'm not reading the apology because I felt like it was for me, and I don't want to like rehash and and yeah. drag that shit. But just to let everybody know, they did apologize, and it was like an actual fucking apology. So I accept and appreciate that that is really nice and i don't usually accept apologies i normally just be like thank you because i don't you know okay i just say thank you isn't that accepting it i guess i think it depends on who you're talking to sometimes i I say thank you to somebody and they're like well do you accept my apology i'm like you said bitch i did and then now y'all arguing again (laughs) that's funny well no i never say i did i just honestly i just say thank you you know and no, i'm like you say take thank it you from and there. like are you gonna accept it bitch i just said thank you i said thank you what now, what now is this about you or is this about yeah, me yeah exactly yeah but but this one no i actually said i accept your apology because okay. i do all right that's great jay yo what kind of tea you drinking um again i'm drinking coffee <laughs> oh what the? because get out of here get yeah, out of the studio i'm sorry I'm this sorry. is a tea place i know i know i know but tea water yeah and yak i'm sorry that is all that is allowed to be coffee drank. is low-key like my my because i don't medicate for depression it's a little bit of like my depression uh elixir so i was that in is. a bit of a mood so i was like let me let me get my coffee on it's actually a cappuccino with almond milk 
Um, when do y'all be back to drinking tea? They have other shows for that. This is not I'm it. Sorry. <sighs> what are you drinking? I am drinking a really nice blend. Oh. Um, it's called blend. orange and cinnamon spice. It smells amazing. It does smell really good. It so. tastes really good. I was kind of slurping in the mic. We've edited it, but mm-hmm. it's because I couldn't stop drinking okay. it. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. But yeah, it's really good. Really, really, really good. That's good. That's good. I smelled it, and so I was getting my um my tea fragrant, my fragrant tea energy from your tea. So thank you for that. Had to sip it again real quickly. But do you have to do it in the mic? That's <laughs> what so I don't good. get. Can you I, just I tip away from I the mic? Turned away. I don't know. I think I, I just have loud, loud slurps. Yeah, it's like you moved and then you pressed your throat against the mic so we could hear the gulp. It's so good. Oh yeah, that, I did that on purpose. That's I sipped it again. Like I did that for for tea ambiance. Okay, I wanted to ask the listeners something. All right, we love you guys. We do. Well, I want to just talk to y'all for a minute. Okay, mm-hmm. lean closely. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so a lot of our content that we get, we appreciate. A lot of the content that we get, sometimes you guys send it to us, and we appreciate that because you help us with the labor, and that's dope. Mm-hmm. Content, but content, you mean like links and, links and videos stories and, and pictures and, and stories yes, and stuff. Yes. Ideas or things that you're curious about that you want us to explore yep. further. Um, even with the T-mails, mm-hmm. you give us a lot of content with that, and mm-hmm. we appreciate that because you help us a lot with the show mm-hmm. to create content for the show and yeah. you actually help us with labor and right. we appreciate that but there's always a but i would appreciate we would appreciate if we could get some trigger warnings with some of the letters some of the articles and some of the videos and stuff you link us to i'm going to speak for myself right now okay for me like i certain things i don't like to see like i don't even look at it on my own time my friends would never tag me in these videos so like if i had a trigger warning and i know like a fight was happening i won't look at it or if there's a certain article i can read it when i'm at the headspace to read that like sometimes like you know me and jay live regular ass lives so Mm -hmm. i could be at a baby shower and now i'm linked in a yeah. to an article where a, a black woman was murdered and then now mm-hmm. you've like kind of changed my mood while right. I'm at this baby shower right. with my family trying to have fun so I just need you guys to just be a little proactive with helping keep our black joy mm-hmm. by giving us trigger warning so that Jay and I could have a warning when we enter these stories and this content right. and all of that stuff so just please please yes. please please yes. I would appreciate that yeah I, I, I appreciate that too yeah so when you're when you're sending us stuff definitely just even a light warning. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. to look at later or trigger warning, violence or trigger warning, death, death or whatever. Or rape or- yeah. I personally enjoy somebody sent uh, us a video or tagged us in a video of this white girl getting her ass beat after calling some women black bitches. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Did not need a trigger warning, but it was still a fight. So yeah, that, like I don't like watching fights. Right, I don't right, like right. Stuff right. like that. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So like for me, it was like, what the fuck is this? Right, right. right. There's two people hosting this show, so my triggers are different yes. from yours. Your triggers Absolutely. are different from mine. Absolutely. So you might actually put something that I'm fine with, and Jay is is mm-hmm. triggered by it, and mm-hmm. it's something else for her. Right, right, right. Um, so yes, just please yeah. be a little more mindful of that. Yeah, that right. Yes, please. And people, because so many people send us stuff, send us a, a like a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of things. Yeah, just like a, a, unless it's a fucking smiling bunny or laughing baby just yeah. what, just put a trigger on yes just that's it exactly just, you know what i'm saying exactly trigger warning violence trigger warning rape trigger warning whatever thank you so much yeah because i do that with our t-mail like i see the subject line and if it looks like something i could read in a moment i'll mm-hmm. read it but if it's like a subject that's something mm-hmm. else then i'm like i'll read this later mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. just because you know I'm not just always, you know, we we like to be engaging, right. but at the same time, we have to preserve ourselves. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that'll mm-hmm. just be something that you could help us. Yeah, with. that would be good. And because this is because we have we work both work like full forty hour at least forty hour week like full time jobs. Mm-hmm. It's not like the podcast. It's not like we have podcast hours. I don't have podcast hours. So yeah, like I don't when either. I just I will just open some shit for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So if I see T mail, I'll just open it whenever I have time. Yeah. So I could literally be anywhere. I could be at my my work desk. I could be at a baby shower, like you said. Yeah. Like, so it's, it would be different if if we were able to only focus on the podcast and then mm-hmm. we could say oh okay so from nine to five we're, we're doing, doing podcast stuff. stuff we could be triggered these things could happen you yeah, know what i'm saying exactly. so it's different but we don't yet have that luxury so it's just it, w- it would be helpful if you guys added, yes. a, added a trigger warning for us yes all right okay i like that thank That's you all we thanks, appreciate you thanks family yes so today as no this is actually yesterday in terms of uh, us recording on march 31st that's right was um transgender visibility day yes and uh we wanted to talk about that a little yeah, bit yeah we did so i'm just gonna read from transstudentunion.org their explanation of what transgender visibility day was i felt that they did it really great yeah. and i didn't want to chop it up and make it something different so um Transgender Visibility Day is a day to show your support for the trans community. It aims to bring attention to accomplishments of trans people around the globe while fighting cis sexism and transphobia by spreading knowledge of trans community. Unlike Transgender Day of Remembrance, this is not a day for mourning. This is a day of empowerment and getting the the recognition we deserve. We encourage you to have discussions, create direct actions, and spread knowledge about the trans community no matter where you are. Uh, Yes. Seeing that, seeing all those things on social media, um, it made me think about my journey Mm -hmm. with understanding transgender folks. I'm a cis person. Obviously, it took me lots and lots of work, so I kind of wanted to talk about that journey. Okay. Um, So for, like, myself... I know I've always been, we've actually mentioned this before, where we talked about people in queerness and they think that because they tolerate something that they're actually accepting something. So I've always tolerated trans lives, Mm -hmm. right? But it wasn't until I learned more that I realized that I can, that I'm fully accepting of this. Like Mm -hmm. I've had transphobic kind of things that I weren't even aware were transphobic um, in the beginning of me understanding trans folks. So like Mm -hmm. I used to think that a trans person was turning into something okay. rather than for the most part, that is who they are. Mm -hmm. And then me, I'm seeing a transition, Mm -hmm. but they're not, you know what I mean? Yes. But that's also for, um, not every, yeah, not every person goes through a physical Physical transition. So you're talking about specific folks who have decided to undergo a physical transition. But I thought that all trans people did that. Yes. That's a common So I didn't even know. Yeah. So this is Mm -hmm. just lots of things that I just didn't know. And Mm -hmm. as I've gone through this journey, I've learned more and more and more. And I realized that there are, just as there's a range of cis existence there's mm-hmm. a range of that but because of my ignorance mm-hmm. i thought it was just like a person who was born in this and they've decided which mm-hmm. is foolishness right. to become this other thing mm-hmm. um so yeah this journey has been it's been a, it's been one but i've been learning right by listening to trans folks because mm-hmm. how else would i yeah learn these things right, and right, come right. to these things and i think that i've also learned a lot because my understanding of gender and binaries have gender binaries have completely changed mm-hmm. um 
So that's helped me a great, 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 great mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I co-sign all of that shit. And it's important for, I think it's important for us to acknowledge, for me to say that we, the the information that we have on trans folks now and the way that um, myself and Queen, I think it's important for us to say on tea with queen and jay we were always um while we do learn publicly we also spend this time like educating folks on things or whatever um kind of just to piggyback on what you said and that we this has been a journey in terms of us coming to trans acceptance and like fully embracing folks who are different than we are you know what i'm saying yeah um i think that sometimes people assume that folks who are um, there are people who call us woke yeah. and people assume that that we just woke up and that's who we were. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That we've always been woke yeah. or that this hasn't been a journey. But our wokeness when it comes to gender, when it comes to sexuality, when it mm-hmm. comes to trans folks, our wokeness is on the backs of the trans folks who we have encountered over the years, exactly. the trans folks who have educated us, the trans folks who have done labor to yeah. tell it to, by just by being in our presence and saying to us, no, that's wrong. Yep. Or the trans folks who have in our earlier days suffered through our oh, friendships yeah. and our weird questions mm-hmm. yep. and our weird, what I'm going to call transphobic responses to their journey and their yeah. experience. So mm-hmm. like we didn't, we didn't just like wake up and become woke. You know what I'm saying? At like all. this is, this is our knowledge is on the backs of trans folks who were just trying to live their life. Yep. And, you know, had to do it, unfortunately, in our presence. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As cis trash. Yeah, basically. So. And we're still learning. Right, um, for sure. We're still learning. And I think that's a part of the process is unlearning these things that you thought mm-hmm. and learning these new things. And that's what we've been doing, like, for, you know, years now, mm-hmm. which is, like, really dope. Um, mm-hmm. We put together a list. It's only two, but I was looking for um, organizations that helped trans folks of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two here. Um, one of them is based in Dallas, Texas, and that one is the black is blacktrans.org. I'm going to read a little bit from their site. Um, a national social justice organization working to overcome violence and injustice in the world through the power, value, and love of all people. Our motto, become the change you want to see in the world. Um, so they have things for advocacy for like health, housing, employment, education and training, legal aid, um, and other emergency services. And then they also hold a, um, wait, is this their conference? Yeah, they also hold an annual conference where they talk about these issues, um, get money, raise money for outreach programs. The Black Trans Advocacy Program also includes the annual National Black Trans Advocacy Conference that future extends the Black Trans Advocacy, Social Justice Agenda, and Outreach Programs to over 300 LGBT gender variant families and allies worldwide. So we will have a link to this organization in the show notes. Mm -hmm. I urge people to donate. Um, They have a donation tab. It's like really quick, like right Right when you go on the website, the donate tab is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's located in, in Dallas, Texas. And then there's another one that's based in T- D.C. And that is the Woman of Color, Trans Woman of Color Collective. I'm going to just read a little piece from their website also. So the Trans Woman of Color Collective, our work centers healing and restorative justice by elevating the narratives, lived experience, and leadership of our community members in the trenches and at the forefront of creating healing spaces, building, building social, economic growth, development, and power, but mostly, but most importantly, leading with love. So that is a bit from their um, website. They have a donation tab, but then they have separate 
sections that you could donate to. So they have their survival fund, the education fund, and a wellness fund. So these different funds, um, the money is allocated to trans people via what they need. So if they need something for education, they'll go to that and stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool. I do want to say that if you know of any other places, organizations that need money for trans folks of color, like mm-hmm. definitely send that over to us right. so we can like, right. you know. Yeah, and, and something else that's important to acknowledge when it comes to trans folks is that traditionally trans folks have been denied job opportunities yeah. because of their transness. So it's important when it comes to like resources and giving your money to trans folks, like there is a higher need for that mm-hmm. because they're op- they're opportunities have been limited their access to funds have been limited um due to increased the increased discrimination that they experience as trans folks and more more specifically as trans people of color yeah um so that that i think is why it's so important that we redirect our funds to trans folks because they deal with a level of discrimination and oppression that most cisgender folks cannot relate to and as a podcast, we want to be sure that we are highlight, highlighting other podcasts featuring trans people of color. Um, so as we always mention, be sure to listen to Marsha's Plate. Marsha's Plate is hosted by our homie Diamond Styles, Mia Mix, and Z. Marsha's Plate is a lively podcast where three friends come together every Thursday to share opinions and perspectives through a black trans folks lens. Yes. So be sure to check them out. Um, you can also donate to Marsha's Plate if you go. You can go to their Patreon. Mm-hmm. And that's patreon.com backslash Marsha's Plate. I'm going to include the link to that in the show notes. I'm also going to include um, Diamond Style's PayPal link. Uh-huh. Um, Diamond does a lot of traveling. She a lot of traveling. She goes around. She, she speaks. She does all type of also, shit. Also, check out Diamond's YouTube mm-hmm. um, channel. Like, yeah. she, she does a lot. Yeah. yeah she's out here. Yeah. Um, she, so She's teaching a lot. Absolutely. And she should be paid. Absolutely. So we're going to put those links in the show notes. Also, our homies at the Inner Hole Uprising. Um, one of their hosts, Rob, identifies as agender. And frequently on their show, on their show they address our relationship to gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and sexuality and how those things are separate the times in which those things connect yeah um and they, they do, do a, a great they job do, yes that. absolutely they do a really good job of coming with the facts on that they have guests that speak specifically to yeah. those experiences so libations to them for sure we'll leave the link to that show in the show notes um also hood rap to head raps who is which is hosted by erica hart and her partner ebony donnelly ebony is trans and that show is one of the shows I would say, including ours, that is working to dismantle white supremacy. Yeah. They focus on queer issues, sexuality. They cover all type of shit. Yeah. Um, they and do so, all the things. yeah, they do all the things. So be sure to check out that podcast as well. If you know of another podcast that is trans led, please hit us up with that information and yeah. we will definitely share that with our listeners. Yeah. So. There's that shit, yo. Yeah, trans visibility. That's right. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm you want to get into some team mail? Let's do it. Emails when our listeners send us mail, um, ask us questions, give us props, and all those things. You can send us team mail by emailing twithqueenandj at gmail.com. And like I said at the top of the show, if this is something that's triggering, please let us know, right? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so our first email letter is from Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> Justin from Three Fits Podcast. Hello, my arch nemesis. We appreciate you. I can't help but laugh. It's so funny. Justin says, hey, Queen, 
Hey, mortal nemesis, Jay. I don't understand why it has to be that way, but, <laughs> but I accept it. I bring you greetings from the mountains of the Jabari. This weekend, thousands of ashy capes <laughs> <laughs> were donned in the name of John David Jackson, placing the blame for his assault of his partner, Emily B., at her feet, asking, well, why didn't she just leave? For anybody who doesn't know no. who John David is, uh, he's talking about Fabulous. F-A-B-O-L-O. Yes. What is, is he of Queens or is he of Harlem? He is from Brooklyn. Oh. Don't, sorry. Don't put him uptown. <laughs> from Brooklyn. <laughs> from Bed-Stuy. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't my borough, so uh, I didn't business with it. Um, But Harlem is like really close. It to was. Bronx. You're right. You're Just right. Don't do that. I apologize. Gosh, I apologize. Kind of like allies. I'm shit. sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. <sighs> Okay, where was I? Okay. Um, why didn't she why leave? Why didn't she leave? Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Beverly Gooden, started a hashtag years ago when Ray Rice assaulted his partner in an elevator. Hashtag why I stayed. To shed light on the many reasons why women specifically can't just leave. So She also started the LMA Foundation, which provides bolt bags to women who need to escape these situations. That's cool. Mm-hmm. It's irksome to see so many make this argument so callously. So I wanted to take a page out of my Better Halves book and redirect the energy to something positive, like spreading the word about the LME Foundation and the Boat Bag Project. And he has us a link, gave us a link, and then he also gave us her Twitter. Um, yeah, so the link is um, lmafoundation.org backslash Boat Bag, and we'll be sure to leave the link to that in our show notes. And Beverly Gooden's Twitter is at Bev T. Gooden, and that's uh, G-O-O-D-E-N. And you can check her out there. She's always dropping a thread about something relevant and Word. important. So libations to her and libations to you, Justin, my arch nemesis. Will I see you <laughs> at... Oh, right. Justin is in D.C. So we will probably, we will probably see, him, see him Yeah, when we're there and definitely see him at FanCon, I hope. I do want to say that I didn't know that this was your friend, but it's because of that hashtag, the mm-hmm. why I say hashtag, mm-hmm. that I... A lot of my views have changed about domestic violence. Right. I remember years ago, maybe the first year we started the show, mm-hmm. I think, maybe. Um, I was one of them bitches who right. was like, well, why she ain't leave? She right. should have just left. Yeah. But you were like you leave. were off that, I think, by the time we started the show. No, I was, I was, I was, I'm telling you, it wasn't until this hashtag that I learned that. We were um, doing the show while that hashtag. I, I remember that episode. Have, we did yeah. an episode where we talked yeah, about I that still, hashtag. And I didn't understand right. that. Um, right. I haven't, I didn't grow up in a space where those kinds of things were happening. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that the woman had all of this agency and autonomy right. when it came to these situations. Right. And it wasn't until I like clicked on that hashtag and read all those women's stories that I was like, oh shit. And then that's mm-hmm. from that hashtag is when I learned that most women are murdered when they're trying to leave. Mm-hmm. That's when that happened. It's right. not like she was just chilling in the house and he was like, I'm gonna kill her. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's usually when mm-hmm. she is trying to leave right, right, that these right. things happen. Sometimes also she is just chilling in the house and yeah, yes, like, yes, I'm gonna yes. kill her because yes. it's But trash. the probability, it, I don't know, it's like heightened yeah, yeah, yeah. when they're mm-hmm. actually trying to leave. So I'm talking about, well, why the bitch ain't leave? Mm-hmm. Um, because she literally will, will die. Right. You know, and I right. did, and it wasn't, it was that hashtag that um mm-hmm. taught me that. I had lots of weird, stupid views about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think that... A lot of domestic violence issues was just fights. Like, yes. oh, they just fighting. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> they were just fighting. They mm-hmm. had, a, you know, a lot, a lot. I unlearned a lot of shit mm-hmm. about domestic violence. So when I did see the internet's talking about the situation between, um, not the situation, this attack that Fabulous, Fabulous attacking Emily, 
I was happy that I was at a point where I curated my timeline that I didn't see a lot of that fuck shit. Yeah. Y'all, some of y'all were still retreating shit, which annoyed me. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't seeing a lot of those things, but I know that stuff still exists because mm-hmm. I was once one of those people who just right. did not understand domestic violence to that extent. I just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy I learned, but I wish more people would like fucking learn. Yeah. Somebody on a Facebook thread that I was on, they were talking about how sad it is or whatever. And then they also mentioned, you know, that that from what that they know Fab and what they know about him, they would never see him doing something like that. Right. Which we already know is faulty thinking because any man can be trash. And it's it's not all these it's not always all these signs of how trash somebody is being to their partner. And any any person, honestly, can be trash or whatever. So but, it's the signs is not always the signs aren't always so apparent. And then that that adds to my old faulty thinking is that you think domestic violence is this continuous thing that happens right. all the time. That one in quotations fight is domestic violence. Mm-hmm. That could be the only time they had a physical thing. Mm-hmm. That's domestic violence, right. and that's a problem that needs to be addressed, regardless mm-hmm. of the history of yes. them not having violence within a relationship. Mm-hmm. I used to think that it was like this pattern thing, like he's fighting, ha- he's beating her all the time. Mm-hmm. One one time him beating her, that's that's not a fight. Yeah. That's domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like, oh, you know, they they never they don't have a history of this mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. that one inc- inc- incident is enough. Right, right. That is enough, and also. He could be beating her regularly and, and we don't we know. Not know and we not yeah. see signs mm-hmm. of it and shit. Um, but something that they mentioned on Queer Walk, the last episode of Queer Walk uh-huh. was check in on your people. Yeah. Right. So like check in if you have friends who are in relationships, check in on them. How's it going? Da, 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 da. Because it could be everything could be going great. Or somebody could be getting their ass beat yeah. every week or being emotionally abused or yeah. whatever. And I think sometimes we just take for granted if somebody is together or you see them at a party that everything is fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If, if you know, if nothing comes up, then we don't we, yeah. we don't tend to like pry. And but there's nothing wrong with saying how's it going. Because a lot of times domestic abusers alienate. They isolate They you. isolate. Yep. They from make your family, from your family, your from your friends. Yeah. They, they make it so the relationships you have with these people are destroyed. So you're actually mm-hmm. all alone and it makes it actually harder for you to leave. Mm-hmm. So like those check-ins, even if you're not, even if y'all are on bad turns because of whatever, I don't know, mm-hmm. check in. Like let them know that there is like this thing out there that yeah. you know provides safe space for them mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. sorry i just God. went off in the distance and started <laughs> thinking about remember that time so-and-so asked so-and-so to do so-and-so I was like, that was abuse but this is not the place for that oh um, god you know what's crazy jay and i had a conversation we were at a um a meetup we mm-hmm. always end up talking to people and telling them how many trash right yes. and we were talking about abuse and the person thought our use of the word abuse was like ill-fitting. Oh, for they what were, we were yeah, they were about. really like offended. They said something wild abusive, and then <laughs> I called it abuse, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that abuse." I wouldn't call it that, and it's no, just like abuse, man. it's it's abuse, and it's important that we call things what it is, yeah, because yeah. when we put lighter adjectives to it it makes it something else and we don't take it serious mm-hmm. and we don't address it and we don't fix the problem mm-hmm. so that's why when, when we were like no that's abuse and they're mm-hmm. like no we're like no motherfucker it's abuse that's fucking abuse yep. that's yep. we're gonna call yep. it what it is because mm-hmm. it's not going to change mm-hmm. if we call it something else you're manipulating a situation that somebody is in because they have few other options that's abuse 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 yeah but um anyway so libations to that oh also 
libations since we're talking about where we was yeah libations too <laughs> we went to um the job logs uh meetup there yeah. I, guess, I think it was their third anniversary yeah. meetup mm-hmm. yeah. so libations to job job logs podcast to join marie and courtney thank you so much for throwing that mm-hmm. and having us there and that was a good time yeah money 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 <laughs> do, money. do you know what this year is um what's this year well it's 2018 but do you know what 2018 is all about what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again. <laughs> All the time. Yes. Okay. So I have a T-mail here. The author has asked to be left anonymous so this is of course our second time recording this because the first time (laughs) you said i said their name so here we are what up queen and miss f stands for go fuck yourself that's me that's right keep me anonymous please i'm sending you a donation because i want you to black women in this year of 2018 where we give black women our money get the cream to consider a couple of things all right this is late but i like many others enjoyed your review of she's gotta have it as a black man it's it was great to watch the show with the safety net of two womanist race nerds reviewing the show so that I didn't come away thinking that something that was actually trash was great writing or the real experience of black women or black New Yorkers, etc. I respect that you did mention several times that the show often felt abusive. Haha, ha, there's that word. <laughs> so if the following request is a no-go, I understand. But please take half of these funds and just think about if you want to do the reviews again. If not, <laughs> if it's not too abusive, I think it's very helpful for non-black women like me. We're going to need a sponsor. Yeah, we are. To see how something that may seem like it's for black women is actually disrespectful or gaslighting. And it also seemed that your reviews were therapeutic to other black women. So again, assuming it's not too abusive, please consider reviewing season two in the same manner i need a sponsor yeah we'll think about it we 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 need a sponsor i check it was that was work yeah but i feel you though but that was work <laughs> also we told everybody not to watch it again i don't know why they buy why would you watch why it would again? you watch it again don't watch it again don't watch it again we will find better things to review maybe I don't maybe they just like to hear trash things there's a part of me that enjoys that that happened 
you know i enjoy being able to refer people to it now yeah i don't know if i could do that again that process man it was hard okay second this is something i've been pondering for the past few years and not knowing where to quote go per se in a recent episode you gave advice to a woman who felt bad because she currently has no desire to have sex one of the comments you made was that even though you are both now the age you are with the confidence regarding sex that you have there was a time when you had to grow and learn and explore etc so it made me think that you two might be who I could turn to with my question. So to preface this question, so to preface my question, I'm a black man in an interracial marriage and we have an 11-year-old daughter. We also have younger kids, a second son. We also have younger kids, a second girl and a son, but this is more about our oldest since she's closer to puberty, dating, etc. The past several years, I have been concerned about how to best be a father to my budding black woman and considering what I want for her as she grows up. As a guy raised around general toxic masculinity and patriarchy, I have tried to rid myself of the notions that my daughter is mine and her purity is mine and all the bullshit a lot of girls go through when it comes to a relationship with their father in that regard. This has led me to look around at women, particularly black women, that I'd consider role models for my daughter outside of women like Michelle Obama or some prominent black women we don't actually know much about their personal lives or who really don't hand out advice on the personal level like you two. I have several black female friends who I'd love if my daughter ended up like them in some way. But it, but I also know that they endured a lot of hurt and bullshit at the hands of patriarchy, white supremacy, and how those two things shaped the people who black women interact with. Hell, some of my closest homies still have old ideas about women and black women that I now find absurd, but I admit I once held those same ideas. And while I love them like brothers, I wouldn't want my daughter to date dudes like them. Hashtag men are trash. And while the case can be made, dealing with the bullshit made my black woman friend stronger people, I don't want to take it for granted that my daughter or any black girl will come out the other side relatively healthy mentally after getting over racist or fuckboys. I'd love to just tell my daughter to listen to your podcast or others you've recommended, but I'm pretty sure that letting an 11 year old listen to this content <laughs> for grown black women probably won't have the exact effect I'm going for, LOL. So my question is, is there anything you'd recommend? Is there potential for a segment where you guys rehash something 13-year-old queen or 18-year-old Jay need to hear? <laughs> Why did 13 and 18 have? <laughs> Why is 13-year-old queen, 18-year-old Jay? Yo, I did not even catch this utter shade. This is shade. Oh, uh, I don't know what he's trying to say, but we're both from the same uptown, okay? <laughs> and so we both lost our virginity at around the same uptown age, I think. I don't I don't know what this is. I think he's calling you uh perhaps more advanced. I don't know what's happening <laughs> here. That is the age I lost my virginity. I lost I lost mine at sixteen and that where we we're from, that was like late. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always felt like I was, like, behind no, everybody. I think everyone was, um, like, my friend group, it was around 16-ish. Okay. My friend group, that was late. Oh. That was late age. So, um, anyway, <laughs> sir. <laughs> 18-year-old Jay. I was well in college <laughs> at 18. I went to college at 17. She was throwing it back before right. that, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Give me some uptown credit. No, but also I do I do have a um a strong unnecessary Christian background that did uh push me back to sixteen. But anyway, here we are. Okay, I had that in Islam, but I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Where that scene? Oh God. Okay, here we are. Um, or things you wish a father or male authority figure had said or done or done differently. While my wife can talk about being a woman and I can talk about being black, there are obviously layers to being a black woman that neither of us will be able to speak about from experience. So if not you, do you know of anything that centers on the feelings of young black teenagers or college age black women that can be informative? I feel bad that I had to make it to my mid to late 30s before I learned these lessons. Therefore, I want to steal your advice and give it to my daughter to learn. (laughs) So I'm not some aloof, oblivious dad whose only concern is my daughter's um non-existent he puts in uh parentheses non-existent sex life so please take the remaining half of these funds and think about if that's something you'd consider thanks for listening thanks for the content and the opportunity to pay black women and i'm glad i get to be a loyal listener wakanda forever thank you anonymous trust me and shit yes (laughs) okay so when both of us first read this, we both were like, what? what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't fucking know. I don't know. We don't have children yet. Nope. Um, my niece, I guess I need to start thinking about this too. I mean, my nephews are, well, they're men. It's just different. But my niece just turned 10. So this is a concern for me yeah. as well. But you, she has a black probably, ass mom. I'm about to say that. You probably don't think about this as much. Right. She has a black, she has ass, a black mom. ass mom. And me and my sister are together in the drift. Yeah. As they say on Pacific Rim, we share a brain. <laughs> so like she's good. Everybody's good. Yeah. Um, but what we thought about, what I will say is um, there's Sessie Magazine, yeah, which it. is a magazine for young black women and girls. Yes. Right. Teens and stuff. Get a, and it's an actual magazine. So yes. Get a subscription. Yes. Um, when we learned about the magazine, I was kind of jealous because when I was mm-hmm. a teen, I, when I was a teen, I wanted that. But all that was with like hip hop magazines, yeah. and then our mother's essence. Like I didn't even have like. Let me tell you something. This magazine, let us word up. I didn't fuck with essence well into ever until I was like, I think maybe in my very late twenties, early thirties. I couldn't because it was like I wanted these woman things. Right. I wasn't getting that from like vibe or like I wasn't yeah. getting any of those things. I yeah. wanted those woman things right my mom always got it it was like i would look at the pictures i would read about relationships Mm -hmm. and stuff even though like why was i reading about that at 10 but i wanted these woman things it felt like it was for and there was a void it was for ladies it was for ladies and it felt right that's honestly that's why i didn't connect Mm -hmm. because my my best friend when we were like throughout my teenage years she was all up and through essence um but it felt right it felt like it was for ladies and it wasn't i did get uh, quote unquote ladies magazines but when I did they were fashion magazines so it was like essence to me essence was for ladies and it wasn't heavy enough on fashion for mm-hmm. me to bother with exploring mm-hmm. you know that type yeah. of shit but there was a void my uncle got me right on magazine which I thought was which was actually really cool mm-hmm. um because I was into hip-hop and all that stuff or whatever and the posters yeah, and all that. that but it didn't speak to me as, as an adolescent like it yeah. didn't speak to any of the things that i was like experiencing mm-hmm. or going through because that's just not what it was about um but i like what so far what we know about sessie yeah. magazine my niece my sister got us um when we 
years ago when we, we talked, talked about, about it a few first, times yeah my sister got a subscription and mm-hmm. she likes it for my oh good niece but my niece is now 18 mm-hmm. so i think it was maybe my niece was probably about 16 ish okay. when she got okay. it and my niece was into it yeah and I did, so, so sassy magazine we'll include a link to that in mm-hmm. the show notes that's s-e-s-i right yes. magazine okay so there's that i would say teen vogue yeah, they've actually been doing great things. yeah they it's were, not the teen vogue of when I was younger. No, no. They they've been on some really like intersectional feminist type shit. And their editor in chief was Elaine Welteroth, which is a black woman who I think helped to drive a lot of that yeah. stuff. So she recently uh left, left, so she's no longer there. So I don't know, maybe you can take a skim through and but they're not I think they're only They're um, only online online now. now. Now but still take a look. Um you could look at the older stuff for the past two years when she was there. Oh true that. And you you, you could probably look through what you think mm-hmm. you want her to see because you're still a parent and you still want to like right. screen when she sees. Right, 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 right. And right. then like introduce her to those things that you think she's ready yes. for at the time you think yeah. she's ready for it. True that, true that. Something else, um I don't know because I just don't fucking know. I don't know where you are located. Yeah. Um, but when I was growing up in the Bronx, we had Mind Builders, which was this community center type place. But they did classes on um, you could learn how to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. You could learn African dance. You could learn jazz. It was all these type of things, um, skills and arts that you could learn with other black people, yeah. from other black people, with mm-hmm. other black children and stuff like that. And I think... Um, I think it's important to do stuff like that yeah. with other black folks. So mm-hmm. if you could find some sort of art space where she could learn African dance, which I think is good. Also, just like for our bodies, yeah. I think that's a good, that's one of those good foundational classes mm-hmm. that I think are is good for like young black girls and probably black boys as well. But yeah. me having grown up as a young black girl, um, that fed me a lot. Yeah. Just knowing how to feel my body and move my body yeah. and be comfortable with my body in ways that I wouldn't learn outside of an African dance class. Yeah, you know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, so I think that's really good. And even if it's not, dance might not be her thing or African dance might not be her thing. Um, even though I think it's really important. Maybe try it anyway. But anyway, if it's not, any any opportunity that she has to be in community with other black Black girls her age i think would be helpful um under the tutelage of a black woman you know what i'm saying and is there the opportunity there to run into a piece of trash black woman probably but that's like a trial and error kind of thing um and so i think that's a good that's a good place maybe to start i think you should also tap into your community like i don't know if you live in a place where there's far and few between black people Mm -hmm. but like if there is a black family where you feel that the mother of the family is kind of on the lane of what you want your daughter mm-hmm. to be around mm-hmm. maybe if she's friends with the that m- woman's children that she she can that space can that void i guess right. that black woman void could be filled in a mm-hmm. family kind of setting mm-hmm. um most parents kind of screen who their kids are around anyway right, right. um so you could screen it see mm-hmm. if that's a black woman that you think could influence your child right. in a great way yeah. and um you know that could be haunty it could be haunty even (laughs) even something that i thought was interesting um i was watching that series that they had on facebook about the loving generation of so multiracial black folks um mixed black folks that came that were born between um i think the 60s 
after that whole the loving case happened when uh-huh. they ab- abolished the uh, what was it called miscegenation or yeah. whatever that said you can't marry biracially yeah um after the abolition of that and um like 1985 or yeah. whatever so they have this whole documentary but <clears throat> there was a discussion about um biracial folks black folks who have black mothers when their black parent is yeah, is the mom, mom yeah um and how that provides and it might be specifically for daughters i'm not sure but how mm. it provides a certain foundation in your black womanness yeah so i think that even even if you um as somebody who has biracial children if you can connect to another family of biracial folks where yeah, the mom, mom is black, is black yeah. and p- perhaps because then to me i think there are several levels of like connectivity there mm-hmm. and i think that um the biracial experience is a very specific experience yeah. for a lot of people and i don't think that that should be um counted out and so it could be beneficial to connect with another biracial family in wherein the mom Mom is black black. that's a great idea you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so if you if you can find that and i know there are groups and sometimes i've peeked in sometimes those are weird but if you could find one that's on your same politic (laughs) and made me think of those weird youtube channels yeah with the interracial that is not what i mean (laughs) i know you don't right it's very tricky it's honestly that trickiness is is why it took me a really long time to get to watching that documentary Mm -hmm. because i find that um Anything that explores um, the biracial experience as a black person or the mixed experience as a black person, um, it can get tricky. It can get weird. It can get it can turn into um, tragic mulatto shit, light skin tears, as opposed to really exploring the nuances of what this experience is uh and i speak as a light-skinned person my grandparents are bi and multiracial i am not a biracial person and i've always identified and have been told to identify as black and even the multiracial and biracial identity of my grandparents was not yeah important you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and that kind of comes up in that documentary or whatever but it's it's it can be tricky it's yeah. tricky navigating yeah. okay who who are the who are the mixed who are the mixed race couples that are mixed race because they love each other and not because, because they were on some bullshit? Lightening the race. Yes. Getting a good hair. Exactly. All of that. Or anti black women yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I understand that there, it can be tricky. Um, and I'm not saying that that's, that's the majority of the case when it comes to interracial couples. I'm saying that which you already know as somebody who's in an interracial relationship, I'm saying that those are the things that you can stumble across. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, I think that those, those spaces are important. Um, but also it can be tricky to find somebody that's not on some bullshit when you have those spaces that are dedicated to light skinness, mixed, um, you know, mixedness and that kind of thing. And you know, your, your daughter is old enough to like be on the internet. So I think Mm -hmm. you should start, looking for the healthy spaces because right. um, she eventually is going to start looking into herself. That's mm-hmm. just what you do naturally. Mm-hmm. So start scouting out those healthy spaces where you see interracial relationships or biracial conversations mm-hmm. happening that are healthy right. so that if she does come across that, she's already had so much healthy yes. from you yes. that she'll... Understand she's what's gonna, what, yeah, what the difference that she'll is, just what's be like, healthy, what's not healthy. Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. Start doing that. Mm-hmm. Start scouring the internet because, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. please yeah it's not, not my black baby right. or black children of mine so 
<laughs> well, we're aunties. So yeah, yeah. that's a given. That's a given. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we hope that helps. Yeah, we hope so. And, and if our listeners have yes. any input, any feedback that you can give us to forward to this anonymous letter person, mm-hmm. um, we would love that. Please do. Please do. We are a community and we want to make sure that we feed the community healthy things. That's right. Mm-hmm. I fucks with it. All right. Are you ready to pay black women? Give me your fucking money. <laughs> so do you want to pay some black women? Let's do it. So what is our pay black women segment? Um, pay black women is when we take the time out to highlight and acknowledge a black woman run business, a black woman run initiative. It could be a black woman in need of funds or financing. Any black woman who's doing something and needs money or a black woman who's not doing nothing but actually needs money, Need money. We'll, give, we'll highlight them, mention them, put their link in the show notes as well. We also extend this invitation to... <clears throat> We also extend this invitation to indigenous women. So if you know of an indigenous woman who should be featured in our pay black women segment, someone who is selling some shit, Mm -hmm. running an initiative Mm -hmm. or just needs fucking money for some shit or donations or whatever, please shoot that information to us as well so that we can be on top of it and we can get them their money. Yes. Mm -hmm. So today's pay black women segment. Sorry. And while we're here, well, since we were talking about um, trans visibility day, for those of you who are still confused about gender and transness and shit like that, that also includes trans women. Okay, so today's Pay Black Women segment is actually a homie to the show, one half of the Bag Ladies podcast. Hey. As Stephanie um, just released her website where she sells a lot of the art that she makes. Um, I wanted to make sure I read um, this line from her website. This website is Kayoon. I only saw it on my phone, so right now I'm looking at it on mm-hmm. the computer. So I was like, this is Kayoon. Mm-hmm. I like this girl. Mm-hmm. So her goal is to... One day, use her artwork to bring light to issues and injustice in the world, um, which is, like, really dope. So mm-hmm. you can go to her website, see her portfolio, so you'll see other things that she's working See what she's working on. See things she's worked on. I saw on your Insta story that you've sold your first piece already, which is, like, dope yeah. and amazing. She sells sage. She sells calming peace spray. She sells her own artwork. And mm-hmm. then she has a zine that she sells there also with a lots of her artwork in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, go there. And I think everything is under 10 bucks, right? Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. is over 10 bucks. Like, her white lavender sage is only $2. That's pretty amazing. It's all really affordable. It's all really dope. So, yes, support this black woman. Get some of her art. Yeah, yo. She has, well, you said she has calming spray, right? Calming peace spray. Mm-hmm. That's only four fifty. like that. These prices is popping. Yep. She has prints. She has prints. Yes. Her prints are go for between 10 and $16 mm-hmm. here. And then, like I said, she has a zine of a lot of prints, and that's only $5. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is really cool. I'm with it. That's Stephanie. So, yes, if you want some black woman art in your home, if you want some sage, mm-hmm. blessed by a black woman, yeah. this is where you go. And the website is sinpim.com. Get into it. Pay yes. black women. And the link is in the show notes, as always. Of course. Uh, as always. So, you want to get into news that's not new? Yeah, I guess. It's going to be fucking whack. <laughs> in a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. 
So here's news. That's okay. not news. Okay, well, I'll let me explain what the news that's not news segment is. News that's not news is the segment where we highlight news stories um, that are not in the mainstream media that should be, or we highlight the perspective of news stories that are not being shown yep. out there. So yep. we use our show to do that. Mm-hmm. So Jay has the news story. Yeah, so here's some funky bullshit. Um <laughs> So a woman, a black woman named Crystal Mason, she's 43 years old. She was recently sentenced to, oh, and just to let everyone know, I'm pulling from a um, an Atlanta Black Star article uh, written by Tanasia Kennedy. Texas woman by the name of Crystal Mason, 43 years old, was recently sentenced to five years in prison for unknowingly committing voter fraud by voting in the 2016 election. Mm. Right. Um, so Mason, a black mother of two, was on uh, probation um, for a prior fraud conviction. So if that prior conviction was not a voter fraud conviction. Yeah, she did her time. It was something unrelated to this completely. She did her time. She's on probation. Um, so she was on probation when she cast her ballot in the presidential election. So according to her lawyers and everyone, she was never told that she could not vote. Yeah. So she posts uh, with using her name and all of her personal information. She mm-hmm. didn't use anyone else's information. Nope. She didn't steal. She didn't um, pretend to be somebody else using her information. She cast her ballot in the presidential election. She said that no one told her that she was barred from voting until her sentence was completed. Now she's headed back to prison. Mm. So what's what's horrifying about this and what's predictable is that we know that several white people have done the same fucking several. thing. Um, and, and honestly, not even the same thing, right? Because this woman voted under her name using her information. Yeah, she wasn't being fraudulent no, at all. Absolutely. She so was here's herself. Absolutely. So in three other instances with fraudulent ass white people, they did some shit and got away with it. So a North Carolina woman cast a vote for Donald Trump on behalf of her mother who had recently died. Fraud. So this woman says. Do we actually care about voter fraud? Nah. Because they always use that. What? Voter fraud. Like, you know, they always use that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Always no, the whole like... point, the whole point of that, that's a scare tactic. Yeah, that's of one course. of those things. That's one of those crimes that is rarely committed and is one of those Very things rarely. that is used to um limit black folks' access yeah. to voting. And that's really the whole being point. Committed Absolutely. Two percent time mm-hmm. and people don't get in prison for that anyway. No, white so... folks don't. Yeah, black folks do, white folks don't. So she voted on behalf of her mom who had recently died. The woman claimed she had no idea that she couldn't vote on behalf of a dead person. Person. no charges were ever filed in that case um <laughs> yeah i didn't know i couldn't vote on behalf of a dead person what what bitch that's something that only white women could say yeah i didn't me what did me i didn't know oh. okay says personally honestly it doesn't it doesn't um grind my gears that these people haven't been arrested and jailed for this what grinds my gears is that you have this black woman who's now being sentenced for five years years over using her own information and voting as a misunderstanding what is the charge again i'm sorry because the charge is um it says it just says voter fraud i don't know that's the thing that's okay thank you Mm -hmm. what fraudulent what happened that's fraudulent right nothing fraudulent happened so i don't understand how this correlates or Mm -hmm. coincides like Mm -hmm. nothing fraudulent happened where's their fraud 
Like, it's not even, like, violating blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's fraud. Mm -hmm. No fraud even happens. I don't don't fucking understand. I don't know. In Iowa, a woman named Terry Lynn Roach tried to vote for Trump twice. Her excuse, she believed Trump when he claimed that the election is rigged, so she cast a second vote out of fear that her first one would be cha- would be changed to support Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton. Rote was let off with probation and a $750 fine. So she intentionally voted twice. Yeah. I mean, it's common understanding that you can vote fucking once using your own information. That's usually how most votes go. Unless yeah. you're like voting for... Some shit online. American you Idol. click that shit a million times. <laughs> American you know? Idol. Just keep clicking like, that what shit. What the fuck? This is like you're yeah. voting for people in office. Right. Not American Idol. Mm-hmm. Not The Voice. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? So she's uh, let off with probation and a $750 fine. So that's, that's some one and done bullshit. Okay. Also don't care about that. Again, Crystal Mason sentenced to five years in prison. Yeah. Right? So we're going to disrupt her whole life, take her away from her children yeah. because she voted in an election with, in which she didn't know that she couldn't vote. Yeah. Using her own information. Her own information. That's not fraud. Yep. You use your own things. Mm-hmm. Uh, third instance, a former Republican Party chair in Colorado was slapped with three years of probation and 300 hours of community service after he admitted to mailing in a ballot on his wife's behalf. He blamed the mistake on a major diabetic episode and claimed he had no recollection of file of filling out the ballot. Right. So, yeah. So despite all these similar cases, um, Mason, the black woman, was the only one to receive jail time that's generally how it works in the criminal justice yeah. system white yeah. offenders of all you can look at somebody with an identical case a white person to a black person and the black person is put in jail because mm-hmm. that's what we put that's what we're here in the u.s for we serve no function exactly that's maintaining the slave system and the caste system yeah so there's that that's some fuck shit so if anybody is there a petition or something going on about this all right so i can't find a petition on this but according to her defense attorney an appeal has already been filed okay good um yeah so we're hoping that this is resolved and if you all hear of any actions that we can take or petitions that we can participate in let us know because this this will not stand joe this is absolutely some bullshit that's fucking ridiculous y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here Mm -hmm. so Shall we? Yo. Get into the pit. Let's get into the pit. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous. Deadlier. More attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. What's the pit? Oh, the pit is where we throw everything that tries to steal our black joy. Fuck with our black joy. That's what we do. We throw them in the pit. So Mm -hmm. it's people, places, and things that fuck with our black joy. Mm -hmm. And that is the pit. Who are you throwing in the pit this episode, All right. So I want to throw in toxic masculinity. Oh, that lives in the, in the pit. pit. Yeah. It's act- sorry. So it's actually, that lives in the pit, but it's actually fragile masculinity okay. that I want to throw into mm-hmm. the pit. And it's two separate instances. So I wanted to start with RuPaul. RuPaul recently affirmed via his Twitter, and he's maybe said it in other spaces, mm-hmm. that he doesn't feel like trans folks are supposed to participate in drag race, that they should be in drag competitions. And he's been questioned because there have been trans participants Mm -hmm. in RuPaul's Drag Race. And his distinction was, oh, well, those were 
Those were folks who hadn't gone through their physical transition and kind of making all of these deciding statements on what a trans person is or what a trans person looks like kind of thing and kind of being the gatekeeper to whether or not they can participate in drag or in his race, his drag race in particular. Um, And so as an outsider to that community, I found his kind of, it sounded like something that he still I found it ridiculous that he would make these kind of hard line statements when it seems to me every season that is very clear that this is something that perhaps they're still figuring out or don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. So so I thought that that was strange just as me who's an outsider. And and even though I have always appreciated drag, I'm not a part of that community. You know what I'm saying? So recently, even though I had always been aware of it, as a black ass person from New York. Mm-hmm. Recently, I was home, I was watching Netflix, and I was like, oh, Paris is Burning is on here. Yeah. I know of it. Yeah. I've seen the gifs and the memes. I've talked to people. I've known it's one of those things that I have always known about, but have never actually taken the time and sat down and watched yes. it. Yes. So I watched Paris is Burning, which for anybody who's unfamiliar, it's a documentary on um the black and Latinx drag scene yeah. in New York in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um and really it's amazing. It's, really it's and it's so New York. Yeah, it's so New York, and it's so so. It's about ball culture, and it is also very black. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it just kind of reminded me um, about how how much drag culture as we know it, and things like RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. is very black yeah. or even like you'll see drag queens that before they get into their drag they're not a black ass bitch Mm-mm. and then and when then they, they by get, the time yeah. they drag down honey by the time they are fully their face is fully beat and they have contoured yeah. i'm looking at what looks to me like a black woman yeah. you know what i'm saying you not quite in blackface but i'm watching you very mm-hmm. closely yep. try me try another shade of that and we're gonna fight in the streets i've, o- I've actually always felt that way about mm-hmm. drag that's right. why i wasn't really hugely attached to yeah. it because i just felt like i didn't know what it was because i was mm-hmm. a, a kid Right. But I just felt like it was like caricatures of me happening okay. or black women around me happening. So mm-hmm. I, I always saw it and it was like over there and I never like hugely had issues with it, but mm-hmm. it was just like, mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, right, yeah. right. So, um, well, in as in far as the popularized, the popular understanding of drag yes, culture, which yes. is white centered, exactly, and that. looking at white men yes. dressing and as, as right, yes. as women and appropriating black women in particular. Yeah. You black know? women, black speak, black manuism, black right. women manuism, all right. those things. Yes, um, yes. So I was always kind of like. Mm. Okay. Right. So I watched Paris is Burning and it highlights the inclusion of the trans community Mm -hmm. within drag. And it wasn't even something that they had to make such a note of. It just existed. Yeah. It existed in that space. It was fluidly a part of that. Mm -hmm. It was no questions about it. That's just what it was. It was it was a space of acceptance in that regard. Um, as it appeared to me from watching it. Yeah. And it just for me, it seemed like such an obvious thing that makes sense. To be, yeah. Um, that it bothered me even more that he's making that RuPaul is making these kinds of gatekeeping statements as to who can come and play and who can't come and play. Yeah. And it just reminded me of his space as a um, cisgender person. Mm-hmm male person you know what i'm saying who is trying to be the decider 
of what is accepted and what is not accepted in a drag space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When trans folks have been so much of the authors of, of that movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and ball culture, drag culture, yeah. all of that stuff. So um so anyway, so I wanted to throw RuPaul in the pit for that. Yep. Please watch Paris is Burning. If it was also had, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's a joy and a delight and it's beautiful and it's so New York. It just remind every time they said anytime the word ball was used mm-hmm. and just saying ball how we say ball like yeah. ball like yeah. that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's a very new york thing the whole thing is just beautiful it's new york um what made it even more disheartening is that i'm watching this and i'm watching i'm watching these people use the language that they taught us like all the stuff that we that we say now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the t the the um the reading the all of that stuff yeah came from that and it's so rare that we talk about and acknowledge that history as cis straight folks us mm-hmm. here um excuse me me as a cis straight straight cis gender straight woman um it's so rare that we acknowledge that and to think that most of the people that were in that movie it was it was made in the 80s i think it may have been released in the late 80s maybe 90 but um but it spans the early 80s or whatever but a lot of those people are dead yeah you know what i'm saying a lot of those people are dead a lot of the this goes back to what we were talking about about um trans exclusion excluding Mm -hmm. them from opportunities and making money and things like that even the white woman who created this documentary she profited off of their labor off of their culture off of their experience and Many of them did not receive compensation yeah. for their participation. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been events in New York. There was an event celebrating that film a few years ago mm-hmm. at Brick TV. And initially, um, there were no people of color included on the panel to discuss this film. You know what I'm saying? Because this is this whole outsider kind of looking into this as opposed to actually centering the people of color who created and were included and authored this ball culture. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I wanted to just throw every every motherfucker in the pit. Yeah. Actually. And yes. RuPaul in the pit. Please watch Paris is Burning and yeah. pay homage pay to homage. the ancestors. <sighs> so gross. It is pretty disgusting. It is so gross. I've seen Paris is Burning lots of times. I had a roommate who would make us watch it weekly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um but um, I didn't know about that brick TV thing you just yeah. said like that. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Really after some really after some backlash, they they eventually included people of the, color. But in the it, but fact that you that you yeah. have to yeah, you've already done labor mm-hmm. like as a like and mm-hmm. as a trans person, you've already done this labor so that I can even learn this shit. Right. And that's just you on your daily. Mm-hmm. And because I'm around you and listening to you, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Um, be a part of something. Because mm-hmm. even that movie, I learned lots from that movie. Right. Be a part of something. And then when it comes to celebrate it, you don't even include mm-hmm. those people. Yep. Like, and yep. you don't even think that anything was wrong is mm-hmm. happening when you do that. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah, some of those houses, um, some of those houses that did the ball competitions, they still exist. You know what I'm saying? And no inclusion of them, no mention of them. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I want to throw RuPaul and everything surrounding Paris is Burning that did not uplift and celebrate those people. Mm-hmm. I want to throw those motherfuckers in the pit. Watch Paris is Burning. Celebrate those people. Yeah. Um, also, while we're here, throwing, we're here, throwing in fragile masculinity in the pit. I've been on Tinder 
which is just a fucking dumpster fire of whatever it's a necessary evil right but i like men um unfortunately unfortunately in a sexual relationship way i do like them so i'm on tinder and i swipe um i swipe right on this uh t-rex looking man this long-armed t-rex this is why i don't trust dinosaur looking people right they can't be trusted that he did have a dinosaur face but he had long arms so i was like this might be okay (laughs) so we match we're talking we're having good banter we happen to have a lot of facebook friends in common so we're from a similar circle so i'm like all right cool whatever blah 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 we exchange some jokes. We talk about Black Panther. Um, everything is cool. We actually set up a date to go see Black Panther together for a third time. I don't do movies on a first date, but it's Black Panther. So I'm like, bet, let's do it. Time. Everything is squared away. Everything is cool. So then he hits me with the um, that smiley face emoji that is not a full like smile. Yeah, I use that when I'm being condescending. Yes, right. I know the one you're exactly. talking about. Like, exactly. Mm, mm. Okay, it's like that emoji, right? Yeah. I knew he didn't mean it like that, which is why I jokingly said, "I was like, oh, you know, that's the serial killer emoji, yeah. right? That's because it's like either I'm about to commit a murder or I'm afraid because somebody's about to murder me, right? <laughs> so that's what that emoji is. So he's like. He's like, oh, word, I thought that was the I'm looking forward to meeting you emoji. And I was like, oh, kind of. But also, these are the ones for that. So I list like several emojis. that. So to me, we're having like jokey banter back back and and forth. forth. Yeah. I talk about my favorite emojis. He's like, oh, well, I, I use this one for this. And I'm like, I use this one for that or whatever. Right. All jokes as far as I was concerned. Right. And he hit. But what fragile masculinity fragile masculinity so So he's hitting he's hitting the little heart on a few of my comments or whatever so i'm like okay cool we both understand that we're having comments on tinder now i guess i don't do that shit because you can't just heart a nigga what a nigga says because he'll think that you want he you deserve you owe him sex or something you want to get married exactly so i'm not hearting shit right so exactly so i'm thinking everything is fine then he says you know um, eight out of ten women on Tinder that I talk to make a joke about um, like murder or rape, like me being a murderer or a rapist. I was like, wow, that's intense. Probably because you know it's very likely for women to be murdered or raped by men. That's one of the leading causes of our death. Um, but please know that's not even where I was coming from. Like just to me, that particular emoji is like the funky emoji. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I would have said that regardless. Not even where I'm coming from. He's like, Yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's really hard when you're just trying to date for somebody to make a joke about you being a murderer or a rapist. It's like walking into a store and being followed because somebody thinks you're a thief. I'm like, that's not quite the that's same. That's not the same thing at all. Yeah, not quite the same thing. Um, one, you're talking about being profiled uh, for being a person of color, period, with without justification, without just cause. You're talking about like a stereotype that's not even like a for real yeah. thing in terms of numbers. The other thing you're talking about is women's response to the trauma of being harmed mm-hmm. in situations such as this, where I'm I'm personally just trying to date and meet a man and the the risk of my death or being harmed is very real what's crazy is that when you told me this story he said eight to ten women mm-hmm. right so you've been doing i don't know a poll or 
taking mm-hmm. statistics mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. that means this shit is fucking serious yes, yes. that means this yes. is something serious for yes. women that you should take into consideration exactly. you motherfucker like are you exactly. serious you've literally been taking a poll right and i've gotten nothing from right. your research right because then it's it's now become have you about, not used these numbers no it's become about his feelings when he's just trying to date i'm like listen it's very hard dating men again that's not where i was coming from but dating men is very hard and living with the trauma of being murdered or raped or hearing about your homegirl who just went on an innocent date and yeah, she was murdered, murdered or, raped. or raped you know what i'm saying murdered raped stranded yes um let me think of things i've heard stranded motherfuckers just leaving not mm-hmm. paying a check just mad yes fucking violent violent things horrible dates things period you, where men are yes. just fucking horrible yes put your safety in question that that's like a trauma that women deal with. I got my I got a gun charge on a date. Yes, because mm-hmm. of a dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, nah, dating is not just some whimsical thing that yeah. women do. We it's have to think easy. about lots yep. of things. Every single when step. When I go on dates, all my first dates now, I share my location mm-hmm. with my friend, mm-hmm. a guy friend of mine. Right. I'm going on first date with this person. I share my location. The whole date, he can see everywhere I'm mm-hmm. going. I have to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Before that, when I was younger, I used to take pictures of license plate numbers. Yeah. I used to take pictures of men's IDs. Like, I'm mm-hmm. on a date with this person. Like, because we have to do that yeah. shit because y'all are fucking trash. Yeah. And so sometimes making an awkward joke about something that you're afraid could happen to you that's a way of like putting the person you go on a date with like listen haha uh, i know that you I, might r- murder or rape me yeah. just keep in mind i wouldn't like that haha hope you're not a killer you know what i'm saying again not what i was doing mm. but this is some shit that we deal with he's like yeah but you know you're just trying to date and it's hard to be reminded of that or whatever i wish, um, I, I, wish I could just try to date yeah i'm just I'm trying like, to date listen we're and i all- die yes exactly <laughs> i'm like we're all living under white supremacist patriarchal capitalism everybody is trying to deal oh yeah it was i'm like everybody <laughs> is trying to deal you know what i'm saying so this might be something that just gets lost you know in the sauce that's just that's just what it is he said something else and i'm like i'm sorry that women's trauma is like so hard you know what i'm saying that makes dating for you such a challenge you know i hope that um i hope it gets easier or whatever and then I stopped seeing his comments. We were like in the in the little thread talking uh-huh. or whatever. And his comments disappeared. And I realized that he had unmatched me. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately. Immediately. Because he probably is a murderer. Or a rapist. Yeah. Or, or, some or just generally person. just trash. Like, well, that's, generally trash. that's a given. Every, meet, we meet, every right. man we meet is trash. Right, right, but right. But for him right, to be right, that right. triggered mm. by you saying something, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he's, I don't, I don't trust it. Yeah. Uh, I don't trust like, it. We already, we already, something in the water. Right? right? We already had a date set up and everything. He was like, I'm I'm a man. I don't need this bullshit. <laughs> all this, this talking. Shit. All this thought. I don't need a woman who cares about right? being protected and feeling safe. Who wants to feel safe at my expense? <laughs> Fuck that, yo. <laughs> You're going to make jokes about your safety because you've been harmed before? Fuck that. Listen, don't what? use the fucking serial killer emoji. How about that? <laughs> fucking dinosaur. <laughs> And I'm gonna see him in these streets because we have mad people are. in common. You, you, I'm sure I've seen. I'm sure we've been in the same space way. before. Your life works that it way. Does. So you are gonna see him again. It really does. And then you should like do the um, the what is it? Mike Myers noise? No, is it Jason noise? Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just walk by him slowly. That's funny, yo. Like, do you feel safe, nigga? I got goons everywhere. One candy of us, man, candy one man, one of us candy can man. kill you. Name all the horror stories, serial killers. Oh man, candy man. 
That you, nigga. You can't even. That you. So we're throwing fragile masculinity in the pit. We're also throwing that gentleman whose name I have memorized. Um, throwing him in the he pit. He looks like a dinosaur. He's he does. Going in the pit. He's going in the pit. A long arm T Rex. <laughs> you on the pit? Um, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. They're in the pit. And RuPaul. So we have RuPaul in the pit. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Disappointed in you, boo. Yeah. Okay, so we did a show. We did a motherfucking show. Once again, we will be at Pod and Live NYC Podcast Meetup. April 21st. Please be sure to meet us there. You can RSVP. We'll put the link in the show notes. It'll be us and a bunch of other podcasters. It's just going to be a good fucking time. Um, come through, yo. Come Have a drink with us. Through. Have some water with us. Whatever it is, have it with us. Word. Do that. Can't wait. It's going to be exciting. We are actually, I don't know if you said this. I'm sorry. I'm such a horrible listener. Okay. We're like halfway at capacity. So get them RSVPs. Oh, that's true. Get yeah. them RS- RSVPs. Please do that. Yeah, we want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to come and hang out. So yeah. don't please don't wait until last minute to RSVP. Please do that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yo. Yeah. Once it's done, it's done. Yep. That's, that's it? it. Yeah. So okay. be sure to follow us on all the social medias. And that is our <laughs> Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. That is at T with QJ. We are also on Insta- we are also on Facebook and Tumblr, and that is T with Queen and J. You search those things, and you can either like or follow us there. However, that platform works. We have a website, mm-hmm. T with Queen and J dot com. Um, you can go there to hit our donate tab. You can go there to find out when we have events. You can go there to look at pictures of us. You can go there to I don't know. Look at show notes. Mm-hmm. It's just lots of stuff happening there. Yeah, true. Visit that. our website. True that. Have fun with us. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, our donate tab. Go there. Donate. Patreon or PayPal. Yeah, we love when you do that. That's right. Ready for hashtags? Yep. Let's yep. do it. Hashtag Pot and Live NYC. Hashtag Maybe He Doesn't Hit You. Hashtag Why I Stayed. Hashtag Tea with QJ. Hashtag Pods and Color. Hashtag Podin. Hashtag Pot and Live. Mm-hmm. Um. What else? Hashtag why I stayed. I said that already. Are but you good? Yep. Didn't hear you because I didn't right. listen. Okay. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Hashtag say her name. Hashtag stop killing trans women. Mm-hmm. Hashtag trans visibility. Hashtag what else? I don't have any more. Hashtag disability too white. Mm-hmm. Hashtag spoonie chat. Yep. Hashtag men are trash. Men are trash. I think that's a good one yeah. to end on. Yeah, it is. All right. Peace. Good day, guys. Smooches. I think if I could just be on TV or a film or anything, I'd do that instead of the money. Of course, I do want the money because I want the luxury that goes with it. But I want to be wealthy. If not wealthy, content, comfortable. You know? I want to be somebody. I mean, I am somebody. I just want to be a rich somebody. You ain't going to tell me you see her in the supermarket and you're going to say that's a pain. Women don't go out of their way because they are women. I went out my way because I wasn't and I felt that I wanted to be the best I could be. The Virginia Slims girl is here. This was not a game for me or fun. This is something that I want to live. She's here in person. Hopefully, God willing, by 1988, I fully hope to become a full-pledged woman of the United States.